Well, here we are, folks. Episode number one. I am so stoked to finally get to this point. My name is Robert Massey. I'm a professional photographer based in the Calgary area, just an hour away from the majestic Canadian Rockies. And I'm here to talk to you all about travel and adventure photography, which is my favorite style of photography. Thanks for joining me on this adventure. Let's get going. Welcome to the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast, a podcast designed for those who want to create better images anywhere in the world. We will explore tools, stories, and tips to help inspire your creativity and engage your wanderlust. I'm your host, Rob Massey. Thanks for being here. We are here. I am so excited to be able to record the first steps of the podcast and to launch the Travel and Adventure Photography School. I have had the distinct pleasure of shooting for about the last decade in some amazing and fantastic situations. And I can't wait to begin to be able to pass along some information to you, some tips I've learned, and to tell some stories. I love stories. They are a great learning tool and are just a lot of fun. So we're going to end up telling a lot of stories here on this podcast, along with giving you a lot of practical information to help grow your photographic capabilities better understand what stories you want to tell and how to capture them and encourage you to get out with your camera more and be in this big, beautiful world of ours. So let's start at the beginning. What exactly is the Travel and Adventure Photography School? Our goal is pretty simple. We believe that you can tell great stories through photographs. And we also believe that traveling and adventuring offer some of the most amazing stories in our entire world. Photography lets us tell the stories of great adventures and amazing locations with the most important ingredient, fantastic people. But it also comes with its own unique set of challenges. Shooting travel and adventure work is so much different than being in a studio, being in controlled settings and controlled environments. Doing travel and adventure photography can be daunting and it can be challenging, but it can be so amazingly rewarding. You have so many factors to think about when you're doing travel and adventure work that you don't have in many other situations that can make a shoot significantly more challenging but it's those challenges that can also make it significantly more rewarding. So we're going to offer you some practical education, some tips and little tricks we've learned over the last decade of doing travel and photojournalism work. And we're going to hear stories from other people who are working in this field that will hopefully inspire you to shoot better, shoot more, and leave you with that ache to get out into the world. So I'm your host, Rob Massey. I was born and raised in Calgary, and I've spent my life playing in the mountains, on the prairies, and on lakes. My own photographic journey didn't actually begin until I turned 18. And even then, it was a long, slow process to get to where I am today. In fact, the only reason I consistently started picking up a camera was because I was forced to by my journalism program. I had dreams and aspirations of becoming a full-time sports reporter, not a photographer. Look at how that one turned out for me. I think pretty good in the end. My love for photography starts slowly. I can clearly remember the first time I picked up a camera and started trying to document things. It was at Niagara Falls in Ontario. I had just turned 18. I was there with my parents and we were behind the falls waiting in line for something. I just took my mom's little silver point and shoot and started taking pictures of all the ice formations, the walkways, literally everything around us. I was enamored with how blue everything was and the way the water was both frozen and flowing at once. It was such a neat experience. I wanted to find a way to document it and share it with everyone else. So I left my parents in line and I wandered up and down the corridors we were in taking photos. I'm not sure where those photos are now, but that was my first clear memory of wanting to take photographs. 
If you ask my wife, her first clear memory of me wanting to take photos was to ask to borrow her camera so I could take some pictures while I dove through a giant pile of cardboard boxes at a youth event we were at, just after I returned from Niagara Falls. She elected to not give me the camera. Probably a very smart choice on her part. But I can see from that 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 wanting to document action has been there from the very beginning of the first time I picked up a camera. From there on out, I took some really interesting photographs from my journalism school, and I got to cover some amazing events and moments as I began my journalistic career. But when my true interest in photography began, it was when I was able to see the stories I could tell with my camera. My whole life, I have been a storyteller. I wrote short stories and little books when I was a kid and into my teenage years. I went into journalism to continue to be able to tell stories to the world. And what I found was that while you could write a powerful story, the way I can most easily tell a story and elicit emotion is with my photographs. Admittedly, I was also not the best writer, but I could take a photograph that had a meaning. Viewers could see the photo and understand heartbreak and joy, intensity, solemnness, all sorts of different emotions. They could feel it for themselves, and I, I loved how powerful that was. So I started shooting more. And I started doing photo stories with the papers I was working for, and I started really focusing on the craft of good photography. Interestingly, I never found my voice in photography until after I left photojournalism. Photojournalism is a storyteller's medium, but I had to leave the field to understand this and to develop my own voice as a photographer. Today, my work focuses on telling a story of a person, of a location, of a place, or a moment in time. I aim to have many of my photos tell a story to my viewer. It doesn't have to be a grand or epic tale. A short story does just fine. But a story for my viewer is important to me. It's where I find the heart and soul in photography. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Photography is a storytelling medium. It's this storytelling voice that you can find within yourself that I believe is so powerful and prevalent in photography. It's one of the greatest ways you can set yourself apart. I think the fact that I see photography as a storytelling medium is the reason I love it so much. So what does storytelling mean in photography? For a lot of people, telling stories comes in somewhat more obvious forms, like books and movies. But photography has long been able to tell a story. Think back to some of the greatest photographs ever taken like Tiananmen Square's Tank Man or Falling Man from the Twin Towers on September 11th. These photographs need no words around them. They tell a story on their own, one that encapsulates a human existence, a moment in time, one that says so much without any words. Now, you don't need every photograph you take to tell a grand story. You don't need any photo you take to ever tell a grand story. That's not the point of what we are talking about here. But the idea of thinking of photography as a storytelling medium is to get you to think more about the photos you take. All of this talking about stories is nice, right? But how does that impact you actually taking photos? Well, let's get into some practical tips for you to think about storytelling more in your photography. There are many differing views on what makes up storytelling. But for our case, we're going to talk about the following five elements. Premise, subject, style, conflict, and narrative arc slash plot. So let's talk about the premise of your story or the reason you are taking a photograph. Why does this photo need to be taken? 
Are you documenting a moment, showing off an amazing landscape or sunset, covering an event? There are all sorts of reasons to take a photo, but understanding why you are taking an image and what you are trying to convey will help your photo have a meaning to it. Pretty photos are nice and all, but giving your photo a meaning and a premise will help it stand out from the crowd of all the other photos people are snapping away today. This premise can apply to a single photograph, say wanting people to enjoy a beautiful sunset with you, or you can apply it to a larger photo essay that has a larger meaning behind it, like wanting to show off what it takes to actually surf under the northern lights. Um, yeah, that's your premise. But then you need a subject in your image. Your subject, or character in other storytelling words, is the main figure in your image. It's the focal point, the one conveying a lot of the story and where your audience eye should be drawn with good composition. A subject can be found in many different places in, in an image, and it's not always alive. Great stories can be told by the towering granite of a mountain or a piece of gear hanging off a climber's harness. They can be told by just a single hand gripping a rock or a person just obscured off in the distance. Your subject is the main storytelling element of your image. It should be the cornerstone and is likely the element that people will mostly engage with. That engagement is crucial to your story's success. Engagement looks like a number of different things, and it will totally depend on your audience and each individual's own life experiences. They could relate to your subject, be enamored with it, in awe of it, repulsed by it. Any, any massive number of responses. How they engage should be informed by the premise you put them in, their own interpretation, but what really matters is that they engage with your image. That will make all the difference in your photo being another snapshot or being something people love, something people want to look at and go back to and ask you a story about and possibly put up on their wall if you're looking to sell it. All those sorts of things. That, that engagement piece is what's going to make all the difference in there. So we've covered premise. We've covered subject slash character. Now let's talk about style. Style is fairly subjective, but it will basically be how your image will feel. Style in a photographic sense includes your composition, the feeling of the image, and the detail elements of it. Do you want your photo to have like a dark, moody feeling, light and airy, classical, modern? There are so many different feelings a photo can have to it. And getting the feeling right can make or break an image. Having the wrong kind of feeling in an image will throw your viewer off and they won't engage as deeply with your photo as, as you, they probably should. Say a very dark and moody feeling over a happy, smiling couple. The two elements don't really jive with each other unless your audience is going to feel disjointed when they're looking at it. Of course, you can cause this disjointedness, but it must be done intentionally and with a lot of forethought. It's a difficult thing to do right and very well, so be very careful when mixing contrasting feelings. If you're just leaning into doing style work, maybe think about keeping it simple off the bat until you have a grip on exactly what your photographic voice is going to look like. Your style also means your composition. What elements are included in an image and where? How do you draw your viewer's eye through an image? These pieces all change the style of that photograph you're taking. And part of the style will come from you figuring out your own photographic vision. Every photographer eventually has a style. I find myself using a lot of blues, greens, and certain compositions in my work right now. Finding the style, also known as your photographic voice, takes work and takes time and it takes a lot of shooting. But it will come slowly 
and it will likely evolve and develop over time as well. Eventually, you will be able to look back and watch the evolution of your photographic voice over time. And that's really, really cool to be able to do. All right, so that's style. Let's move on to talk about conflict. Conflict doesn't mean combat or fighting. It truly just means tension. Where is the tension in your image? The main way to create tension is with your subject. Why are they in this scene? What's happening to them? What are they doing? Why should your viewer care about this person? A rock climber concentrating on a difficult move creates tension. Your viewer thinks about if they are going to make the next move, what they're going through at that moment, all sorts of different pieces. Even just a person in a difficult spot climbing a towering wall of rock creates tension because it's not a place we picture people being all that often. So use your subject, create tension. But this type of conflict can also be found in how you shoot or light the scene. Tension can be found in how your highlights and shadows interact. Like, think a hiker's face in the firelight as they bend over, looking into it after a hard day hiking and setting up a tent, and now they, they finally get the chance to rest around a campfire. Their face is just illuminated by that gentle orange and yellow glow that comes out of the fire pit, and then they're surrounded by darkness. There's a tension there between the highlights and the shadows, this really bright face, this really dark area around them. That can cause tension in your image. You can also use a separation in distinct colors to create contrast. Think like a bright red ski jacket against the white snow of fresh powder. That bit of red creates a pop and draws in your viewer. Without a type of conflict, your photo turns bland and uninteresting. Use conflict to your advantage. That gives people something even deeper to engage with. All right. Lastly, let's talk about a narrative arc or plot. A narrative arc in a single image can be hard to convey, although images such as Falling Man, which we talked about earlier, achieve this. I mention a narrative arc as a way to think about documenting your adventures or travels. What parts of a story do you want to tell? What parts do you need to tell for your subject to go on a full journey? Not every image is going to have a full plot to tell, but adding in elements of a plot or story arc to documenting an adventure will make each image better as you will be thinking about what story you want to tell. Achieving a story arc in one image is amazing, but more likely you will be thinking about this story arc as a way to think about your adventures or travels. Your story arc is about more than just your final destination. If you're planning an adventure to go climb Mount Everest or Kilimanjaro or hike the PCT or do, you know, the three peaks of Cape Town or something like that. Whatever adventure you are planning, whatever travel you are planning, it is more than just about the location or the final destination. While you're getting ready to go, think about taking photos of your bedroom as you're packing your clothing. Think about the training sessions that you have to do and maybe documenting some of that. Think about the plane ride. Um, trip to the airport in a taxi, all the different little elements that go to go into it, even getting to your destination. And then once you get there, look at the area around you, look at where you are, what you're up to, what you're involved in. There are so many little pieces to your journey that make up such a fascinating piece of that story arc that by thinking about all these other elements, you're going to find little beautiful photographs that are going to incur all the way along your, your journey. Think about them, document them. Be ready to tell that bit of your story, and that'll make your final image all the better because you have the context from everything else around you. Plus, you're going to end up with some really cool photos that you never would have thought to take otherwise. So 
that's our five elements of storytelling as seen in photography. Premise, subject, style, conflict, plot. But how do you get the most out of these elements? One of the best ways to be able to apply these elements is by setting an intention. Why are you taking this photograph? What are you hoping to convey? What feeling or story are you trying to tell? Intention can make all the difference in storytelling. Setting an intention will help you think about the whole journey, not just the photo you have at the end. So what emotion are you trying to elicit in that person? If you're on an adventure, what parts of that adventure do you want to show? What do you want your viewer to think and feel as they go through this adventure with you? It isn't just about the prettiest moments on the perfect days. Although those make for some pretty spectacular images and they're a huge part of the story, it's not the whole story. It's about the calm moments and the difficult ones as well. Travel and adventure work, true travel and adventure photography goes beyond just the tourist moments. They dig deep into an adventure. They show the grit and the dirt and the rough and tumble aspects of what you were doing. This is what makes the story. This is where the connection with your audience happens. It's the little moments of struggle, of small joys and of connection. They can identify with what is happening to your subject. They can see aspects of themselves in those moments and they can connect with your work. Don't overlook the power of the journey just for that grand photo op at the end. It's the journey where your audience is going to connect with you, your subject, and your work. Intention can be simple or grand. It depends on what you are trying to convey. A simple intention can be, you want to show off how pretty this place was while you were there. You want your viewer to feel the same awe you felt while shooting a location. That's a great intention. Your intention can be grander as well. Are you going on a big exploration like hiking the PCT or doing the Camino Santiago? What parts of that story do you want to tell? How do you want to tell it? What photos are you looking for? Think about all of this before you set out. It will help you to better tell the story while you are in the midst of it. Of course, stuff happens that you can't control, and things occur you can't expect. So go with the flow when it happens. But setting an intention at the beginning will help you be more ready for when new aspects of your story and journey emerge. Stories don't necessarily just mean people either. You can tell the story of a place, a single object, yourself, pretty much anything you can envision has some sort of story behind it. It's deciding which story you want to tell and how you tell it that makes all the difference. So think about the elements in your journey that can be turned into a story. This will help you discover new and more engaging avenues for your photography. So there's our five, or I guess six elements of storytelling. Two of them are pretty similar, but I think very distinctive when you start to break them apart. You have your premise, your subject, your style, your conflict, your narrative arc and plot, and then your intention for taking that photograph. Those would be all of the elements that would go into a great storytelling image. Now, all that being said, I don't want you to think of these as rules or being prescriptive into your photography. Don't let them limit what you are shooting. Don't let them limit how you were shooting or when you were shooting or if you think something is worth shooting or not. The idea of these is not to restrict your photography. These are just tools to help improve your photography, to give you new ways to think about photography and to approach taking photographs, and to hopefully enable your creative drive in a new and exciting way for you. So don't let anything I said today 
restrict the photography you want to take. Just get out there, take photographs and enjoy it. That is the most important part of all of this. Just enjoy taking pictures and enjoy being in that moment where you can document something in front of you, where you can take a beautiful photograph. All right. That is plenty for storytelling today. We could talk so much more about storytelling and why it matters in photography. And to be totally honest with you, we likely will. Because I love telling stories, I love hearing about stories, and I feel like stories are one of the most universal experiences in humanity. And you don't have to speak the same language to feel a story come out of a photograph. The emotions in a photo typically speak to everybody regardless of the language they speak, regardless of the culture they're from. It's a universal space for us to connect together. So we're going to tell more stories and we're going to talk more about storytelling. But for today, that's absolutely plenty. I do, however, want to thank you so much for joining me at the start of this journey. I truly love teaching and sharing with people. So I'm very excited to be here doing this today. I can't wait to see where this adventure leads me and to share some tips, education, and plenty of more stories with you in the future. All right, now go grab your camera and get out exploring. Let's adventure. <laughs>